listening to Wake Up Call. I'm your host, Christina Previtt. If we haven't met before, I was a divorce lawyer in New Jersey for 15 years. I'm currently the CEO and co-owner of New Jersey Divorce Solutions, a divorce law firm located in Edison, New Jersey. Joining me today in a roundtable discussion are attorneys and business owners, Melissa Ruvalo and Angela Pastor. We're here to talk about whether women really can have it all, and we'll talk about what that even means. Melissa is the co-owner of the Ruvalo Law Group, located in Morristown, New Jersey. Melissa practices exclusively divorce and family law. Angela is the co-owner of Pastor and Pastor, a law firm located in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Angela's firm handles divorce and family law matters, personal injury, and criminal and municipal court matters. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Yes, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming in this fine Friday morning. Happy Friday, everybody. So I feel like I have to start out with this topic of what what it means to have it all what does that even mean and then later we're going to talk about why are women on the show talking about that because i've never seen any male dominated shows talking about can you really have it all well you know a lot of people say to me you know with kids and being a mom and a wife and some of the extra things i do and you know they say how do you do it how do you have it all and i say but what do you define as all? Because the way I define it is I do everything a little bit crappy. Yeah, that's funny because Sheryl Sandberg, <laughs> who wrote Lean In, mm-hmm. has said that you just, you can't do it all perfectly. Yeah. It, there's, you know, maybe your house is messy or, you know, whatever you're doing. You know, maybe there's Cheerios on the on the floor in the back of your minivan, whatever. Maybe you had a little meltdown. Yeah, you know? and it's maybe okay. You something late. Maybe you didn't do everything you wanted to do. It's okay. Know? Exactly. I think maybe the trap we fall into is trying to be perfect at everything. I think women today, I, I'm sorry, I think women today you know, are much more supportive of the fact of keeping it real and, you know, this this notion of the Pinterest mom and stuff like that. We're all a little easier on each other to say, are we? I, you know, it depends who, you know, a lot of the the women in our generation, I feel, at least the ones that I speak to and other law firm owners we're very honest with one another. You know, no yeah. one's trying to one-up another person. And and we could tell a story without being embarrassed about it, about how our kid did something really embarrassing in school that made us look like a terrible parent, you know, or uh, about how we barely pulled it together to get out in the morning or about how you our think, toilet clog and overflowed. No, I think it is the illusion of having it all. It's, it, it's what you believe in your own head because I don't think you can control a lot of things you think you can control. When you're running a business, you're running a family, you're trying to be the best person, the best mom, the best wife, the best attorney. And I think, you know, like Melissa said, it's it you're failing a little bit mm-hmm. each day at each thing. And you know what? I think if you tell yourself it's it's your you have to control your own narrative. You can't control the facts, you can't control the circumstances. But if you control your own narrative in your head, and believe me, it's not that I have controlled it, but it is something I work on literally every day because if you don't you will fail if you tell yourself that you are failing you will fail and even though you're really not in your mind if you are then you're, you're done so you have to stay ahead of it how is by just it's a lot of your own you know your own well self. even something you just said you said we're failing a little bit every day but we're also successful every day 100 percent. so you turn it around the other yeah. way you're not you're it, it 
it's, I don't know if it's failure. I don't think you can give 100% to each mm-hmm. aspect of your life at every moment. You could try. Um, and I think that's, for me, I, you know, um, is the best, the biggest challenge every day is, you know, last night, you know, when I'm on the phone with Christina about coming here today, um, my little one dropped her milkshake mm-hmm. uh, out the door because she was carrying so many things. And she was like, that's because you're on the phone with She your said friends. that. And I'm on the phone a lot. And I said to her, you know what, baby, it is because I was on the phone. I said, but now you have my full attention. But in, if I was having a bad moment, and I, that could have brought me down. Like, you know, yeah. and I think it, it, I explained to her, look, you know, it was just mommy had work at that moment. But now I'm, I'm now you have my full attention. And that, I think, is, is the balance that uh, every mom goes to, whether you're a business owner. Oh, I think a working mom. Oh, yes. I think the working moms have it, you know, and, you know, and even a stay-at-home mom. I mean, there's no – I think the expectations for, for women, I do agree, are a little bit higher. You have to be at a bake sale. And oh. I don't really bake too well. Um, but You just I, buy them. I do, mm-hmm. I do. Um, but I think you have to have a village of people to help you. And I, I think I'm sure Melissa comes from Absolutely. an Italian family. So, I mean, I have a village. I have my, my dad, my, my stepmom, my uh, – you know, my in-laws. And if without them, I, I wouldn't be sitting here today. Well, just for our listeners, too, I do not have children. You, Melissa, you have four, mm-hmm. two sets of twins, yes, right? Yes. And Angela, you have two children. And I always say, I don't know how, I feel so busy all the time. I don't know how I would fit kids into it all. I don't know how I would make time for all the things that they need because I do have a goddaughter who's mm-hmm. six, my business partner's daughter, and I spend time with her and I see how much work she is and she's six and she's only one and she's actually really good. So she's like, if there's a perfect child, I think she might be it. Mm-hmm. I'm a little biased, but she's pretty easy. And I don't know how you add other kids onto that or and we have a little bit of a luxury because we're business owners. So if we don't show up at work at nine, there's not really anybody that's going to yell at us. Right. Exactly. So we can be somewhat flexible. And I don't know how you add that to it. I have to be at work at nine every day. Well, she just made a really good point when she said something about control. The biggest lesson for me when life got complicated was I can only do what's in my control. I can only freak out about what's in my control. So the biggest lesson for me in becoming a mother was, okay, before I flip about this, is this something I can control? If I cannot control it, I just have to go with it. And the other thing is too, it takes a village. It really does. I don't do this on my own. You need help. You need to accept help. And how you define help is also very important. Someone coming to your house to play with your kids and make another mess, thinking that they're helping is not help. So I got very good at saying, all right, I will accept the help because I was always a control freak. So I will accept the help, but this is what I need you to do to help me. So when I had, um, when I became pregnant with the second set of twins, you know, my, my father retired from his job. He was about to anyway, but this kind of put it on the, you know. So he could help you? So he can help me. Um, we call him Nanny Nonu because uh, he's a huge help. Both of my in-laws, I'm very, very lucky. They stay at our house a couple nights a week. My husband um, is a very, very helpful, does at least 50%, if not more. Good. I was going to ask you guys that. And it's not to badmouth the husbands because I know you guys have to go home to them and I don't. Mm-hmm. But 
do you? I mean, what do you think the allocation of responsibilities are at home? You just said 50-50, Melissa. At least. He, he probably does more just because um, he doesn't have to be, as far as being a business owner, you're not just being a lawyer. You know, you're a lawyer, you're owning the business. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that come up. Uh, so he does, I would say at least 50%. But the thing that we suffer from the most as moms is this mom guilt, this notion of mom guilt that we should be doing more than 50%. We should be doing everything. You got to, once you let that go a little bit, that mom guilt. I think that's the worst thing that any mother can experience is any suggestion at all. Even if it's their own suggestion that they're not, that they're a bad mom. That's like, I've just seen that in divorce cases Mm -hmm. where, you know, if the husband or somebody else is even implying that the mother is inadequate in any way, that's that really hits a very soft spot, I think, for women. I find that most with I I would never be able to be a stay at home mom. I mean, I think they have a patience that, you know, I, I, I would just I couldn't. My mother in law was one. She's an angel. Um, but I need to get out and have, you know. Be, I, I hear know. a lot of moms say that. Yes. What do you think, Angela, though? do you is Would you say it's 50-50 at home? Chris, I mean, <laughs> giving me, uh, do you want to pay for some therapy co-pays for the rest of the year? No, listen, my husband is my business partner, and he is a great human being. He's a great father. But it is 50-50 is an illusion mm-hmm. in my mind as well. I use and I think twice. most women, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say most women He gives would say 100% that. of what his strengths are. And that is to be, you know, he's, he's great with homework. He's great with, with them. If I say, look, I, I have a night meeting, I have this. I mean, he's there. It's, it's the, the, in our business, you know, when I'm there, he's home. When I'm home, he's there. So we're not... You know, we try to divide that part up. So, I mean, that definitely is is 50-50. But in our home, I think we try to to not look at it like that. We say, okay, you know what? He's got his strengths, and he does when he does that, that's his time. And that's I wait for him to get home. I cannot do math at fifth grade and third grade levels. Like, I would never be able to do it. I wait for him to get home. And I found that, you know, looking at, okay, you know what? He's good at that. So that's what he's going to do. And then I'm going to do this and that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, we're just, we we are always working on how we're a better team. And the team is just a hundred percent. And to think, you know, between each other, we have our moments and we work in that same office. So my sisters are also a paralegal and we have uh, someone who has known us for 15 years that works for us, too. So it literally is a family mm. business. So they know if there's a moment where, um, you know, it, the, the team is just not on the same page. But <laughs> most of the time we do try to stay friends and understand that we're in a battle every day, that you wake up for the courts, for the clients. And we just try not to stay in that battle with each other because if you do, then your whole enterprise is just going to be – you know. Well, do you ever think about how it must feel to be a single mom? Some very often, Christina. I mean, <laughs> in your own world and in your own clients, of course. Yeah. Because I feel like I would think at least I have somebody to help me. Because when I'm with Sydney, my goddaughter, and I'm, and it, it could be a few days. You know, that's the most that I've ever spent with her alone. And it's a lot of work, and there's a schedule that she has to follow, and you have to do it. You can't just be like, you know, I just don't feel like getting up this morning and getting her on the bus. You have to do it. And 
I can't imagine that being life every single day. I, I know I sound kind of spoiled, yeah. but I can't imagine I, that I can't being either. life every day with no help. It's, I, I can't either. And I, I think the key if for a single mom would be to find the right support system um, because everybody needs their own time to recharge. And whether it's a friend, a neighbor, uh, a group that you could just get away to, your coworkers. My coworkers are huge in making sure I get through every day. They know if Melissa's kid is sick, you know, pull it, they, they will take on more. So it's, it's surrounding yourself with whether it's coworkers, family members, neighbors, friends, the right support group that you don't feel like you're being judged. You know that they will be there for you when you need it. And you know they just get you. And they're, you don't always even have to tell them, look, this is what I need you to do. Someone who could just come in sometimes and say, I could tell that you're stressed. So I would think for a stay-at-home mom, the key is finding the right support network. Because you cannot do it by yourself. It's just too hard. And maintain your sanity at the same time. Yeah, so, and even, even if the help isn't relatives, it could be anybody. babysitters or childcare. What do you guys think, though, when you see some celebrity just go on about, oh, I'm a single mom and it's so hard and juggling work and life, the work-life balance. And you just look at them like, really? You're like a multi-billionaire and you probably have three nannies that are on rotation all the time. And have you ever actually changed a diaper? And, you know, is it hard to believe touch. that they're not act- that they're doing all of that, that they're getting up in the middle of the night to feed, to do a feeding or? I'm sure some do. Um, just to try to ground themselves, but most are just out of reality. They're, they're out of touch with reality. That's not real life. Well, everybody's living their own reality, right? Everybody's living yeah. their own perspective. That's so true. for them, they're saying, hey, look, I'm juggling this, I'm juggling that. And I think that's, um, you know, something that as I'm, as I'm growing as a mom and as, you know, as my kids get older, I'm trying to, you know, look at that through their you know, what is their perspective? What is the kids looking at me? How are they looking at me? So everybody's got their own filter, right? So a single mom or even a celebrity mom, they're they're at their capacity, their own capacity. Yeah. So, you know, it, to them, they're doing it. You know, and I'm thinking I'm at my own capacity, but maybe somebody's looking at me and saying, well. She's so lucky. She's so yeah. lucky. Right. And it's, you know, it's hard to, I think, it's hard to be a mom, I think, in 2019. And I think it's hard to be a dad, too. There, there's a lot of expectations, and the roles are changing. Um, I think there's a spotlight on things that might happen, where you have social media, you have the Internet, you know, where before, I think maybe 50 years ago, 40 years ago, if something happened, it was kind of kept within the family. Now, your kid goes to school, tells a story or an issue, you know, it could blow up and, you know, or something can happen. And I think there's a lot of pressure. It's a tremendous amount of pressure. And uh, if you really do think about it, it's uh, even for the celebrities. I mean, if their kid's having a tantrum in public, I, I mean, I'm a big celebrity, Us Weekly reader. Mm. So I read all the Me cele- so celebrity meltdowns. That's my, that's my, um, what I like to read on. And they, uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing. They're living their own reality. So I think, you know, it's just just society's expectations that everybody's trying to match. But, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a single mom, a working mom, or a celebrity mom. I think everybody faces those same struggles. And it's just how you think about them is, is 
Well, I think um, my business partner, John, is gay and his husband and he and his husband are raising Sydney together. And I think they experience a lot of the same stuff from what I see. Maybe I should have them come on one day and talk about it. But I I think even as a two parent family, I see them juggle things, you know, and it's interesting to watch them because they don't have the the traditional gender roles. Mm -hmm. So you can't there's no default, right? You can't just say, okay, well, mom's going to cook and, you know, dad's going to go outside and mow the lawn. Right. I, I don't know. Do you guys think that still exists today? It depends. It depends your family unit, you know there's times where I've had to mow the lawn because I know that my husband is, you know... You've mowed the lawn? I had to go on YouTube to figure out how to turn it on, but I did it. I'm just afraid I'm going to cut off my foot or something by accident. Well, I don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think what I tell people, too, is don't compare. You know, when I, I, I sometimes... People approach me and, you know, they want to vent, but they're like, you know, I really shouldn't vent to you because you have like two sets of twins. And it's, you know, everyone's going through their own thing. Don't compare. You need to vent, vent. A lot of what you see on Facebook that you think is the perfect family and the way you should be is not reality. Oh, it's not. I, I've had friends talk about how they wanted a divorce Friday and mm-hmm. Saturday. They were all at the, you know, the local carnival together with mm-hmm. <laughs> looking like a big happy family. So, yeah, yeah you can't you can't go by that. I had someone tell me that they wanted a divorce because their husband wasn't um, they want a husband like Jack on This Is Us. Really? And I had to stop and say, okay, but Jack isn't real. And, um, you know, I I don't know what happened to the client, but I I don't know if they called or came in. But this was a phone call. I remember exactly where I was driving. And I think that's – I think Facebook and Instagram has made that. And I always, my you know, always tell people – the calls I get from clients, friends that are on Facebook that you said, hey, they're in together, happy picture, holding hands, but I got a call on Monday. Those are the things you don't see. Mm. And and I and somebody said to me, when the tide goes out, all the rocks are exposed, and that's true. Mm-hmm. And that's in everybody's you know daily life. So, but the Instagram, the profiles, the shading of the the uh, the way the pictures can be, oh, yeah, the filtering, filtering. And uh, yeah, I can look twenty pounds lighter, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that translates into their family is better than mine, and yeah. they're living a better life. And you know, as you grow older, I think, and you really see the the truth. It's it's that's not true. Yeah, I always say I don't think social media has really done anything positive for us. It, we all act like it connects us, but I don't think it does. I think in some way it disconnects us. And, you know, I think it's been easier for us to see, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's been easier for us to see that what is perceived on as social media, as divorce lawyers, we hear the story behind the scenes. You know, there's people who think that their life will get better if they have more money. Well, we represent some clients with a lot of money. And you know what? They have the same struggles. They have the same. So whatever you think someone else is going through or how they're doing it all and having it all, it's, yeah. it's Their life not isn't the perfect. No, no one's it's, life it's, is. I fall into that trap all the time. You know, I'll see somebody. Like, I'll see Kim Kardashian on Instagram. She's That's my guilty pleasure is mm-hmm. the, the Kardashians. And I'll just be like, God, their lives are so perfect. They have it so easy. And I'm sure they have their share of problems. They're different problems than, than we have, but they still have their share of problems and challenges. So I think you're right. Com- comparison syndrome, comparing yourself to everybody else. And I, I think today's 
woman, of the working mom, how some people define it, has actually made it harder for the stay-at-home moms. And I think the just what we've experienced with our divorce clients, what some of the, you know, not to be stereotypical, but what some of male clients complain about is all she does is stay home. Yeah, she, she doesn't does do is, anything. She doesn't do anything. And yeah. why should she be entitled to this and that? Well, she's she's doing a lot. You just don't see it. And she's also struggling with the fact that she feels inferior because she sees other women that she thinks have it all, the job, the career, and everything. And it, it, it's a struggle everyone has. And representing a stay-at-home mom is particularly – or a stay-at-home parent, I should say, is particularly difficult because – in all those years that they've been at home with the children, they've they've developed their identity from being a mom. Yes. So now when they're going through a divorce and you're trying to figure out a custody arrangement, you are taking part of their identity away from them. Yeah. So that has its and own challenges. I think challenges. that's more true for women than for yes, men. Yes, absolutely. The ownership. It's the ownership. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, those are my children, you know, and that's, yeah. and that, and it, it, that those roles are played. So you questioned before your traditional roles. I think in some ways they're still relevant. Um, I don't think they're as relevant because I don't think you have, uh, I think women in the workforce is, you know, definitely there. I mean, I think men in general and, and are just some men are better at self care, better at taking the time for themselves. I think it's just more ingrained as being acceptable uh, and I think that if women can match that and can understand um, that the self-care is important, I mean, to me, if I have 24 hours a day, I will fill every hour with a client, with something for the kids, with something, and for anybody else other than myself. And that does wear on you after a while, and it doesn't – I think if you if you really continue on that, you, you're just going to burn out. Well, you need downtime. Yeah. You need time for yourself. You need time to just veg out and read Us Weekly or watch the Kardashians or whatever it is. It's. I was reading an article in the Huffington Post, and it was called Divorce Envy. And, and it's a real thing in that nobody wants to see someone go through a horrible divorce. Nobody wants to go through a horrible divorce. But there's this new concept called Divorce Envy that the – Mom in a and it, it it was the article was centered around moms. Moms in a marriage who have a family are becoming envious of their friends who are getting a divorce and say are ha- are splitting custody with the kids so they have that me time. And of course that does not compare to the fact that you're going through a horrible divorce emotionally and everything like that. But at the end of the day, some married moms are looking at that in a very jealous way saying, you know what? But my friends now get that me time because they don't have the kids every single day of the week. And the article ends up concluding about maybe we should be looking at marriage differently. And maybe what we should be doing in marriages is making sure we carve out that me time. So do you you think it's incumbent on the women to do that though? Because Angela, you raised a good point is I do think that women more so feel like they have to constantly be busy taking care of everybody. And then it's it's selfish if you say, you know what, sweetie, we're not going to, you know, do your puzzle now because mommy needs to go take a bubble bath. 
Well, I think if you have a, a spouse, which, you, you know, and you are in a two-family household, I think the spouse, you know, that's where your husband or wife, you know, if you, it's the other. It, it's gender neutral in that regard, right? I mean, there's there's always a dynamic. Everybody's filling their roles. Everybody's playing their roles. So I think if you look at, at the other person and say, okay, you know what? They do need that time. I mean, one thing that I can say about my husband is we both like to golf, and he – you know, we have a lot of arguments over golf only because it it's not, I understand because I'm a golfer, but, you know, he's he needs that time. He takes that time and he will take it and then everybody else fix in around it. And that's me. And I'm more that spouse to say, okay, you know what, you take that time. And now I think as we're growing and getting older, I think he's looking at me like, oh, well, you know what, why don't you take that time? And that's a new thing. And then that last you know, two years. And we've only been business partners for three years. We've been married for um, 13 years. But, you know, I think that if, like Melissa said, if we have to look at marriage differently. Um, and childcare responsibilities. But I don't yes. know if people are going to do that. I think, uh, unfortunately. Well, it starts with us raising our kids, right? Yeah, to, th- yeah. to think differently. I think that, that that's why, unfortunately, a lot of marriages fail. And that's why our jobs are kind of, um, always going to be there because I think a lot of people don't think about these things until they come up and you know a lot of people don't have the tools to to do therapy to do to, you know to take the time to say okay how we're going to look at each other in that way because especially if you live in the state of New Jersey you're basically a two income home trying to raise kids and it's expensive and then if you get a divorce you have to split that mm-hmm. and I always say well how did you make it together well, we had debt and then the court now says, okay, well, now I have to split one household into two. And everybody has to be at the same standard of living. It's almost like yeah. impossible. It, it's impossible. I think that's usually the difficulty settling the case yeah. because both people feel like they're giving up too much, right? Well, well Moving they are. Forward. They are because I don't think that there's enough to go around in the beginning. There's not. And no, there wasn't. Unless there wasn't. you're in a high-income household where you're, you know, making, you know, I think, I think the the number, if you make between, say, 40 and 140, 130 and 140, that range is so hard to split. Mm-hmm. And the courts don't haven't caught up with that yet. Because well, because there's no way to do it. Yeah, the, but There really isn't a way to do it. And you look at somebody's net income, net expenses, and then you have to give a spouse who really did lose that opportunity to be in the workforce. It's yes. going to take them two, three, five years. And now they're 44. What are they going to do? And that's tough. You and don't get those years back. No, I think I sometimes don't. that's something that men don't understand is that if you had a stay-at-home mom for whatever period of time, I don't think you even have to be out of the workforce really that long, and you get behind. You can't just go and you know get some great job paying you a lot of money right away. You've sort of been out of out of touch with that. And then you have the husband that says, or the or the wife that says, I mean, I've had it both ways. Well, um, they need to do this. They need to do that. Like, they didn't do it for 15 years. Yeah. Now they're going to start tomorrow. Like, it's like, and and somebody, a, a very, uh, a meteor that I used said, you know, you can't have a better ex-spouse than a spouse. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, and that's really true. That's great. You I know, love you, that. You know, and it, I really thought about that. And all of a sudden, but the courts, they're so saturated. So nobody's really giving that analysis, right? They're Not they're kind of putting even the alimony, the new alimony, the net number for alimony now with the tax reform. You're giving net numbers. So you're looking at what someone's earning. Then you're going to take a percentage of that. 
between 18, 22, high end 25%. And you're going to take 25% of somebody's net income who makes $110,000 a year, have them pay child support, alimony, multiple children, extracurricular activities, and the way these extracurricular activities are going, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. And then you want them to live. Yeah, and now, mm-hmm. now, don't try to take those kids out of the state of New yeah. Jersey because you have to yeah. show it's in their best exactly. interest. Exactly. But I didn't want to get too much into the law aspect of things. Um, we can do that on Divorce Happy Hour one day, talk about the law. But you raise very good points. Um, but going back to us as women trying to have it all, I want to focus a little bit more on you guys as business owners because that's like a whole other job in and of itself that's actually separate from being a lawyer. Because I'll just give a little bit of my background. I worked for someone else for eight years, and it was easy. I went to work. I got my paycheck. I worked my hours. I worked my files. That's all I had to do. I really didn't have to be a rainmaker. I didn't have to get clients. I didn't have to figure out how the rent was going to get paid. That wasn't my responsibility. And then when I left, I kind of thought of myself in hindsight now, I kind of saw myself just as a lawyer hanging a shingle. I didn't really appreciate at the time that I was opening a business. And as a result of that, I would have to practice law and run the business. So figure out how to generate my own income and make that business profitable. So what was your experience? Were you guys working for other people? I was I was working. I was actually uh, I started off working at a boutique firm, and then I went into big law. And it it you quickly realize that when it comes to having children, and with me realizing this is going to be twins, you know, I I it was not going to work having Big Brother watch over me. That was not going to work for me. So opening up your own business is a different stress and some people aren't comfortable with that like I have the stress every night of going to bed making sure that there is enough business coming in that nine other families my coworkers, and my friends and my family at work that their families are getting fed um, it's it's the stress of knowing that all right even though I'm going to be a lawyer right now I have to put certain systems in place and take the t- somehow carve out time to do that which is a problem in itself that could make things run more smoothly and not depend on me as much so I could focus more on the business aspect of things so I will pick this stress of over any day to have the freedom the freedom to me is more important so I think it's what stress can you handle? And if it's an easier stress for me to handle being responsible for all those types of things than answering to somebody else. Um, I agree. You know, with these, this, I mean, our kids get sick and you have to leave the office at a moment's notice. Yeah. And if you're working I don't know for how other moms law, do it. Yeah. If you're working for big law, they're, you have to meet those billable hours. They're not understanding. No. I, I don't know of any large law firms that our understanding and I think that's why you don't see a lot of women in big law and when we say big law we're talking about larger law firms you're expected to you don't work nine to five you're billing ridiculous hours I mean some of them are 2400 hours a year that's crazy because and you can't bill every second you're at work so no. although I think sometimes people do but so that that's probably another conversation, but you it's very difficult to be a woman in that kind of environment and have children. 
And I'm I'm just going to say it. I don't hear the, a lot of men complaining about that. I don't hear a lot of men saying, well, it's really difficult. You know, I have to get home and be with the kids by 6 o'clock. And, you know, how am I supposed to stay at the office till 11? I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Well, I found my husband and I both found small firms when we when we went out and we were young. We met in law school. I was so we 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 didn't gravitate to a big law and not because we had this family minded thought. We just didn't want that pressure of, you know, the billing and the, the, to be there, you know, that type of attorney at that point. We yeah. wanted to be a local firm, work for local firms, which we both did. And we both built that base. But, you know, it has you know, when we went, when I went on my own and I was working for a, a solo and he was very good with family. Sometimes you make, you have to make a choice, right? So my friends were making three times my salary mm-hmm. coming out of law school. Yeah. And, and if you just look at the number, you're like, what? <laughs> but I was able to, so I, and a lot of times that, that illusion looked nice. Hey, I want to go work for that big firm. I want to make, you know, $180,000 a year. And of course they're working, but I think you know, when you do have a different mindset, we, I worked for, you know, a small firm and then I took what I can and, you know, went on my own after that and, you know, started with very few clients and a very small operation. And, and then my husband joined me, you know, a few, a few years later. And I think it's just trading stress for stress. Yeah, you're right. So it's, it's, you do worry and it is a, the fear and the feelings sometimes are actually physical feelings. Yes. They're palpable. Like you can feel like a, you're wearing a sweater, honestly. And it's lonely. I mean, I have a thousand people that I talk to every day. My, I am talking all day, but I think the struggle is, is the loneliness. And I think it's what you said, you are responsible for other families mm-hmm. and you are yeah. sometimes the fear of where are we spending enough here? Are we doing enough here? And, you know, should we advertise more? Should we do this more? You know, is everybody happy at the firm? Or, you know, are people going to stay? And my firm is small. We have an associate now. Um, but we try to pride ourselves on family. Yeah. If my secretary, you know, well, first one is my sister. So it's my nephew, my godson. So that's one thing. And then, you know, my other secretary, she has an issue. We We try to work with her because I think people give more when they're, yeah. you know, looked at like as humans and people, but big firms, they don't have that option. They need to revenue. They need to make their revenue. So, but then again, if even like a secretary or a paralegal, they're going to go to a big firm. They're going to make a lot of, a lot more money. But they'll have a lot more responsibility. They will. will. So it's everybody's choice. And I I thought when I went on my own, I'd have a lot more time. I really did. I, I I remember saying, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to have a lot of time. And I don't, which is, I guess, a positive thing because then I probably, you know, the success of, of the firm has has been, you know, we've been blessed with doubling, you know, our firm in, in the last few years. But I think you have more control. You you do. And I have a hard time letting go. I don't know. Do you have a hard time letting oh. go of control? I mean, that I think that's the problem. Yes. Uh, this is something that, uh, you know, my sister, who's also my law firm partner, says, you know, you just need to get that task to somebody else. And when you get down to it, sometimes it's like, okay, if I, if I, if I am willing to give up that control, this will be better for me. Like, I'll be happier and stuff like well, that. Well, why can't you? What's the problem giving someone else that task to do? Sometimes it's a, it's a lack of trust. Sorry. Sometimes it's a lack of trust, I think, that that you, they're going to do it right. That yes, that we're going to do it right and that if somebody else does it and messes it up, 
you know, you, I'm a pessimist, so I'm going to assume the worst. I know I have that problem. So if someone else does it and they don't do it to my liking, then it's going to take me more time to fix. The other thing is, too, that, you know, we, I get a sense of value from being the only person in my firm that can do certain things and that can handle certain things. So back to the identity issue, I think a reason why we don't give up some control is because we've identified ourselves as being someone who can do those things. Yeah. And so it, it's it's a little, it's twofold. Like it, the, that control is giving us a lot more stress, but that control also gives us some sense of value that we're, we're, we are doing something good. We are making it happen. So it's a juggle. It's a well, juggle. I think, I think there's a lot of people that have that problem. And I think it, you, what you said is right, that it, it's part of your identity. Mm-hmm. So just like the stay-at-home mom who now has to go at work, go to work because she's getting a divorce, she has trouble with that identity change. It might be very similar to what yes, you're talking about. Absolutely. But I'm a lawyer. That's what I do. I'm a lawyer. I you know, use fancy legal words. <laughs> I mm-hmm. create fancy legal documents. I solve people's problems. That's what I do. And if I pass that off to somebody else, well, then what I what am what I? What am now? I? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. That's not for me. Into I, I don't really identify myself as a lawyer. I don't. I am a lawyer, but I don't think that it's really defined me in that regard. I, I not that I. I always think, can I be something else? Should, you know, is this it for me in life? I think it is at this point. But I don't, me is not a lack of trust. It's just the pressure I put on myself that my name is on that building. Yeah, yeah that's People true. People now have worked, have trusted me. And my husband thinks I'm very dramatic. And he, he, he says, you know, um, you put a lot into your thoughts with how this firm is going to be. Who's, you know, it, it, it's... You you have to step back a little bit. You have to just look at it for what it is, right? You know, it, and and you don't have to put that much value into it. it it's it's going to be okay. And he's that voice. He's a, he, on that side that says, okay, it's going to be okay. I'm not a pessimist, but I'm like, yeah, but we have to do this. Like we have to do this, 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 and this for it to be okay. And I think that is the recipe for disaster. But I think that I I just see this more often with women. Yeah, I, don't I, I hear about well, there's a, lot of a men mental energy. There's a mental energy. There's a mental load. Do you read a lot about that? I, I read a lot about the mental load of a mom. Yeah, I've been reading that. Mental load is. Does everyone have the Halloween costume? Did it come in time? Are, do you have everybody's Christmas list? Do you it, who's did you send grandpa a birthday card? Are the kids the dads you, aren't worrying it, about that? Well, you know, I, I think they can. Honestly, I think if you really I think that's a challenge of women to let go cuz a lot of like you said Chris, the identity of a woman or is a mom no matter what. I think biology plays a big role in so I'm doing the same job my husband's doing. But I'm a mom. And he, you know, it's just, that is just the, I don't know if it's society or yourself, but, you know. It's a nature versus nurture question. I'm getting the Halloween costumes. I'm making sure everybody's list. I'm making sure the elf is moved every day. And, you know, sure, he can do it. And sure, and and I've listed a few tasks that I tell him, before 8 a.m., do you know how much is done in this home? Before, while you're just thinking about your day, maybe... You know, so you maybe you can come and do this. I think that's what communication is. But don't you think that maybe the reason for that is because your husband knows that you're going to do it? I think it's just a mom. Yes, I think so. The dads know the moms are going to do it. Moms are, I think, 
I think is the, the laws and the world is, is very gender fluid, gender neutral. I think a dad can do what a mom could do and a mom could do what a dad could do. There's rarely, there's a lot of single dads and there's a lot oh, of single yeah, moms. Definitely. I just think that you play a role in your life. And if you want that role to change, I think in our life, as divorce attorneys, we see people, I just want a different life. How many times have you heard that? Mm-hmm. I just want a different life. I want a different life. <laughs> well, you know, and it, I think they just want different things to happen in the dynamic of their life. And either they don't have the resources to do it, first of all, financial resources. I mean, you need to, in order to thrive, you need to get out of, like, the survival mode. You, you have yeah. to have enough money, time, effort, support. And then you could have higher-level thinking. And I think a lot of these things are higher-level thinking that create problems, you know, when you're still at, you know, you're just surviving. And you're thinking, okay, well, how do I make the division of the mental load? But you're not thinking of that. You're thinking, how do I pay the mortgage, you know? And I think then they get wrapped up. People get wrapped up in that. And then... Our jobs are to try to put it back together in a two-family household. And, you know, that's when all this stuff comes up, like, you know, in terms of a woman being home or even a man. I've had a lot of women paying alimony the last few yeah. years. Yeah, it does happen. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 I find honestly in that regard, if you want to go into that, I think it's harder sometimes for a woman to pay a man alimony. It is. And, you know, and it, I have to do a buyout. Well, let's talk about a buyout. Let's and. So I think that it's just the, the the world has changed in a very gender fluid way, but it's also there's also those traditional roles that no matter what I don't think is are going to go away. No, I, I think they're really ingrained, and and I, it, this isn't supposed to be a man bashing episode, but um, I think for men, from what I can see, and this is ingrained too, that their identity is more tied to their career and their status as a professional and a provider for the family from a financial standpoint. I don't experience that personally in my life. My and 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 I know that that is that could be the traditional household, but yeah. the key, you know, my husband could take more overtime. He could have done more in his career, but again as we were saying before, you have to work on your strengths. You know, being a business owner Someone that is salaried, you know, like as as he is, if we want more freedom, if we want more money to have that freedom and more things, more money to have things to do and provide for our kids, then I was the one who could potentially do that and add that more. Because you can manipulate your I can ma- Yes, absolutely. But the key for us, and listen, no marriage is perfect. It's it's. Marriage, to stay in a partnership like that with all the chaos and the struggle that's going, that surrounds you and the pressures um, is is very difficult to stay in. A, uh, most relationships are very difficult to stay in. I tell my clients this a lot. You know, I had a client come in. She was 83 years old. Really? And wow. she was married for 60 years. And I said to her, you know, why now? You know, why? You're 83 years old. She goes, because I might have 10 more days to live. I might have another year to live. I want to live it happy. I want to live it my way. So Good for her. Yes. I, she was, she was a firecracker. I know, right? Exactly. She was a firecracker. I would love to have her on. So I think the key is in any household, whether you're a divorce household, a blended family, whether you're in what we call an intact household, is it's communication. And... Men and women in general, we have very different languages. When women sometimes 
try to communicate something that's on their mind. A man will see it as, you're telling me I'm not doing enough. You're telling, you know, it's almost like a fracture of the ego. And the key is to, I think a lot of us expect everyone to be mind readers because we, yes. have, we have so much going on in sure. our lives that I just need you to do what I'm thinking I need you to do right now. You have to stop and say, I need you to order those Halloween uniforms, you know, and, and that goes back to giving up that control. It might be the uh, really... And you might have to say it more than once. Yes. Yeah. Say it more than once. Remind, like, look, I... I I need you to catch up on that laundry because we're about to have a lot of people in the laundry rooms right in the middle of the house. So it's it's stuff like that. But it goes back to you have to stop. You have to announce it. You have to make it clear. You have to do it at the right time, frankly. And you have to be able to give up that control. It all goes back to the identity thing. So it, it's a struggle. My We don't have those that stereotypical – um, mom does this, dad does that, and that. Um, my husband cooks the kids dinner a lot. He's, he's, you know, he does a lot with them. So, I think it's also how you were raised. I, I yeah. was raised by a very strong woman as a mom, who made sure my father took a part in cleaning up the house, made sure that he had that mop in his hand when she he, she needed him to have you know to clean. And I try to pass that on to my kids, especially my daughter. Do you see, daddy does these things too. So when you get in a relationship, understand that you don't have a role just because you're a woman or the same thing with my sons that, you know, it, I'm, we're trying to get away from that. And I think it all goes to how you were raised. Yeah. You know, I agree. And I think that will just evolve over time. Yeah. I, I hope anyway. I hope that we, I guess we, maybe we won't see it while we're alive, but I hope there does come a time when it really is equal. And, and, it's, and it's defined by how that couple wants to define it. So if that couple wants, and let's face it, we have same-sex couples too. So mm-hmm. however the couple wants to divide the labor, then that's how they should do it. But there shouldn't be an expectation that one person's doing everything. Well, I think to your man bashing comment, I, mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I don't think the world is really set up for them to be that person too. I'm, I'm thinking when we were kids were little, and my husband was in a, fir- a bigger firm, you know, a ten person firm. I'm in a small firm. Something had to be sacrificed. I, I think I had felt like I had the flexibility to go, but I can. And he did a lot of times say, "Oh, well, I have." something going on with the kids or the, the kid, you know, they, they they need me. But imagine in a big corporate firm, are they going to be able to run out at 5 a.m., 5 p.m. to no. or 3 p.m. or 1 p.m. when they want to put the cupcakes at 1 p.m., the most inconvenient time mm-hmm. in the world? And I think or the, or the they're not. And then they're going to lose opportunities. So, I mean, I don't even think it's fair for them. I don't think it's fair for them either to say, Okay, you need to do this, this, or that. The world hasn't caught up to that yet. No, it hasn't. And you know, I I think they have. So you now you're balancing. Okay, am I going to lose my job, or is am I making more? Am I earning more than my wife? Is my wife earning more than me? Kind of what you said. Mm-hmm. And where where should we put our 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 you know energy at this point? But when you have two people in a household earning a salary, like where our salaries can change one week, we're earning. The best week of our life. The other week, it's like, okay, where'd the money go? Where'd the clients well, that's go? That's the nature yeah. of being a business so, owner. But when you, you know, and Annette makes, you know, has his own anxiety. But when you have X amount of dollars each week, each month, two people earning them, and certain amount of sick days, certain amount of 
of, of holiday time, it's there's really no room for this type of, okay, well, you're going to go on Tuesday at 1 p.m. to bake, you know, cupcakes with the with the class. And, you know, it's, for a guy to say, okay, well, I'm going to lose an hour. I'm going to lose a day was paid for that. It's just not happening, you know. So, no. And I think that's why the why the women are in the workforce and I'm, we're business owners. And it's believe me, it's great. Um, to see the world changing. I think we do have years and years and years of generations to catch up with. Maybe even not our kids. I mean, I find my little guy, he's 11. He's very progressive. You mm-hmm. know, he he sees me working. He sees, you know, my husband, Jim, working. And he doesn't think that I go to work and daddy goes to work. Like, he just thinks we're both working, you know. So, But when I was young, my dad worked. My mom didn't work. You know, my husband's dad works. His mom didn't work. And I think... You know, my son's generation, and then he'll have his generation after that. Maybe eventually the world will catch up. I mean, the U.S., it's, you think about your, I look at all, like, uh, vacations in Europe. I always see, you know, Chris, you go in different places, and I'm like, you know, there's a different standard in the U.S. You have to work, and it's. it's We're expected to work. Yeah, and it's just not, uh, it's not easy to uh for anybody i think especially in the east coast i I don't i think the entire the way i'm looking at california i'm I'm like anywhere i think really is just it's the united states is i think they're a little more relaxed on the west coast but you know what just because you're working or you're at work doesn't mean you're being productive no so that's there needs to be a distinction there like facetime you're talking about like in big like in in the law or just general well you could be at work from nine to five but does it mean that you're at what are you producing during those hours is it something positive like we all have staff right Mm -hmm. and we don't need to call anybody out but we've had people at different times that were not productive Yeah. yeah they showed up at nine and they left at five but what were they doing while they were there? Were they looking at Facebook? Were they, I don't know, dilly-dallying, whatever that means? I don't know what they were doing, but I know that if I'd give them tasks to do, they weren't getting done. That's another thing, too. I think that everyone, especially parents, they have to find out what time they are most productive. I am, frankly, most productive at night. I am not productive in the morning. So I get some of my best work done when the phones aren't ringing, when the employees aren't there. But I think sometimes because people have the expectation of they feel I have to get this done, this done, this done. They almost go into a spiral where nothing gets done. Well, let me ask you this, and we don't have much time left. So, But do you sometimes feel like you go from being at home where you're taking care of your family and then you go to work and you're taking care of everybody that's in the office. Yes. Yes. It, is there a difference? <laughs> I mean, my, my office no. takes care of me. I have to be honest. They, well, that's good. They, they are, because it's my baby sister, my, my little sister, and, and my secretary I've known for, for a lot of years. And they try to make things e- easier for me. But then I try to make things easier for them when they need to leave at 4 o'clock or they have an issue and their child is, you know. So we found that balance because we're small. But, you know, I do feel like it's a second job when you get home. Like I'm between 5.30 and 9, it's crunch time during the week. And that's the that's what I think is the issue. Not really. Work is kind of like a break. You yeah, know, because I, I say that all the time. <laughs> I say it's it's easier really? to go to work than it is, work is to a, go home. Work is a break. Because the, the mental stress is more at home. And I was 
I was actually telling my husband this the other night. I said, you know, when I go to work, I feel that everyone there is making sure that I'm taken care of. And, and I'm taking care of all of them, too. But when I'm home, I am the only one that has to take, with my husband as well, I have to take care of everybody else. But who's taking care of me? You know, yeah. I feel like you I get both in the office. You. you have to put exactly. the oxygen mask on you first. Yes. That's, yes. That's what they say. Isn't that what but they But that is the do? hardest thing to do. It, it is. really is because you're not. Flipping that switch to go home at the end of the day is having that mental break of, okay, I have to flip the switch. I have to be mom now. And, and I do that in the car without the radio on. Well, the, the <laughs> judge that I clerked for always said, you know, kids are so much work. It's a good thing. They're cute. Yeah. Because if they weren't cute, I don't think we'd have them. Nobody would have them. No. And I don't, and again, you know, I don't have kids, but I'll see somebody. I, I will see a lady taking her stroller and all the stuff that goes with the stroller out of the car. And I'm just like, good Lord. That just for oh, this little tiny baby. It's when they get older and they ask you questions that you don't have the answer to. <laughs> and they're really hard questions that I think, you know, when I think actually kids are harder when they, I don't have older, older kids, but teenagers I hear, we don't have teenagers yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, I'm 40 years old and I still call my dad like every day. I called him today, dad, what's the best way to get here from 287? You know, and he's on, the, you know, yeah. and it's like, it's, you know, any my husband too, he calls his dad for everything. And I think it's just, you know, it never ends. And I, the minute you found, the, I always tell people the second before you found out you were pregnant with your first child, that was the last second of your life that was yours. Because every single second after that is. I just read an yours. interesting article about uh, a lady wrote who has a, one child and she said she couldn't believe how much her life changed just from having one child. And the difference was that in the morning, and this kind of describes me, she could just kind of be like, oh, well, what am I going to do today? I don't really feel like doing the laundry. I'm not going to do that. I don't feel like cooking breakfast. I'm just going to go you know, to the diner. I'm going to go have my toast and eggs there. I'm not going to have much to do this morning. And you don't get to do that anymore no. when there's a kid. You have to eat every day. That, yeah. That's that's a rule, I think. Yeah. Have, every single day. It's you a good to, rule. It's like you and when you see that mom food. having a moment that you think she's going to absolutely lose it in the store, her kid's crying, just go up to her and say, you're doing great, girlfriend. I, I'm <laughs> going to do that. I've done it before. You're doing I, great. And you see just their body change. Like, okay. Yeah, because I, this, this, it's the fear of judgment, too. Is, yes. You know, what is everybody else saying about me as a mom? And I'm so glad that I get to miss out on that stuff. <laughs> but I have... Um, a lot of respect for for working moms and stay-at-home moms because that's not easy. No. But anyway, that's all we have. Thank you guys so much You're for sharing welcome. all of this information with us and being so candid. And thank you for listening to Wake Up Call with Christina Previtt. Have a good weekend.